Welcome to Zion Impact Ministries, the local assembly of the Kingdom Community of Believers. As you listen to this message, we pray that God establishes the governing influence of Christ Jesus in your life through fellowship and the manifestations of the Holy Spirit. Welcome once again to Dunamis Mount, Encountering the Power of Love. This divine yard is the church that we have been given the mandate to serve under, and by God's mercy, we will push it so that God will be pleased with us. Hallelujah. Amen. And this congregation, is, the work is not just for the pastor, the work is for all of us. And I believe strongly this is something that every time we do is it's over. God bless you. I believe that this is what God wants us to be doing as a church. So as we are led, we will obey. Amen. I want you to invite the person sitting by you again. You just say, Welcome to Dunamis Mount. place where we encounter the power of love. Hallelujah. So we go straight into the word and as we go into the word, I want to be upstanding and we read the main scripture and then we take our seats. For us who serve in Zion Impact Ministries, we know that this is our month of prayer, month of build, discernment, and month of soul. And throughout the month, we have been spending time deliberating on these topics making sure that we are aligned so that we bear fruit in this, this particular topic that has been given to us. By God's mercy, every single month, grace is released to be able to accomplish the things that God wants us to accomplish. And I believe strongly that this month, by the end of this month, we will grow in these three, three spheres. Hallelujah. We will be able to spend time in prayer on our own. We will build discernment and we ourselves will be so witness. First scripture that we'll be reading, First Corinthians chapter 14, from verse 10. The scripture says that there are, it may be, so many kinds of languages in the world, and none of them is without sufficiency. Now, I want us to read it from the New King James, in the King James Version, Old King James Version. The scripture says, Therefore, if I, there, hey, yo, what's going on? <laughs> okay. okay, therefore, if I know. Not the meaning of the voice. I shall be unto him that speaketh. No. Ten, 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 ten. There are, it may be, so many kinds of voices in the world, and none of them is without sufficiency. And I want us to pay attention to this. So many kinds of voices in the world. Spirit of the living God, we thank you so much for the privilege to gather once more on this beautiful Sunday. We ask that your spirit will move over us as we learn, as you teach us, and as we receive the counsel that you have for us. We pray in the name of Jesus that you will continue to use us, guide us, and keep us. Spirit of the living God, that the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. We pray in the name of Jesus Christ that this word will transform us, it will guide us, and it will keep us. So at the end, when we meet you face to face, you shall say to us, my good and faithful servant, in whom I'm well pleased, enter into my rest. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Take your seat. Once more, welcome to this vineyard. And, and 
as I mentioned earlier on, is a month of prayer, a month of discernment, and a month of sowing. This week, I had the privilege of leading a teaching service that we usually have every Thursday online. And I was, we spent time learning about building discernment. Building discernment. I've come to understand that discernment is in here. We must, it's very important in our faith. Because sometimes we may may not necessarily hear uh, our father speak to us, or we may not necessarily hear your brother speak to you before you know that you are making the right decision. But because you you discern, you decipher, you you grasp what God wants to teach you or tell you at this point in time, you will see that you'll be able to avoid certain mistakes in your life. As I mentioned last week, there have met people who say that, oh, I'm 60, and I made the mistake that I made when I was young. And if he had known, had he known, he would not have made those mistakes. And I believe strongly that when we are able to grasp the principle of discernment, there are certain decisions we will not make. There are decisions that we will also make. There are certain things that we would avoid, certain things that we would run to. Hallelujah. So even before we go into today's message, I just wanted to give a brief um, history of, of discernment. And there was this, this phrase that I, I, I read from C.H. Spurgeon, Charles Spurgeon, and he said that discernment is not necessarily knowing the difference between right or wrong, but it's knowing the difference between, between right and almost right. So if I see something, being able to discern that this thing is right or the difference between this is right or the difference between this, this thing is almost right. That's what it defines uh, as discernment. So, discernment is the ability to distinguish, discern, ability to distinguish, judge, or appraise a person, statement, situation, or an environment. But by God's mercy, today we are going to be learning under discernment how to hear the voice of God. Hallelujah. How many first things is a very, very important topic that we need to learn? Because sometimes you are not sure, like, is it my, is it my head? Is it me? Is it who is talking to me? But I'll give us some signals um, in accordance with the word of God that would guide us to be able to decipher when God is speaking to us and when he is not. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, hearing the voice of God, and we read the best scripture in verse 14, verse 10, and that scripture tells us that there are many voices, King James Version highlights that there are many kinds of voices. So, when I was trying to break down the types of voices, there's a voice of your spouse, the voice of uh, your, 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 your mother, voice of your pastor, the voice of um, your, your prophet, the prophet of God, um, the voice of your boss, the voice of words, your friends. So all these are very different voices, of course, the voice of the Holy Spirit. And I believe you that God finds a way to speak to us one way or the other through these means. Even though these means can also be separate from this voice. Do you understand what I'm saying? So God can actually speak to you through your friend. But it may not necessarily be your friend's voice that is the voice of God. So God in his capacity can speak through whatever means he chooses to speak to. But once we are able to pick the signals, we will know which voice is speaking to us and which voice is not speaking to us. Even though they may be, may be quoting scripture. Hallelujah. And that's what we will read in the book of Matthew chapter 4. The Bible teaches us that Jesus Christ had an encounter with the devil and even though he was quoting scripture, you know that this scripture there for one and for scripture. Yeah. He was able to discern that this scripture, this is not God speaking to me. And I believe strongly that by the power of the Holy Spirit, when we conclude on this topic, 
But when we highlight this topic, because of course, throughout the years, we may, we may attend to it. We'll be able to know and pick the signals of hearing the voice of God. Hallelujah. So, as I mentioned earlier, I mentioned that the voice of the Holy Spirit. I want to look at the scripture in John chapter 16 from verse 12. The voice of the Holy Spirit. And he said, I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. However, when he, the spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth. For he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak. And he will tell you things to come. He will speak. And he will tell you things to come. So this scripture tells us that the voice of the Holy Spirit is very, very real. And I know we know this. It's just I'm just laying foundation, just in case we have, we, ne- we don't know this. But the voice of the Spirit of God speaks to us. John chapter sixteen, verse twelve to verse thirteen. Hallelujah. In reading the scripture, what came to mind was that the Spirit of the Living God needs a conduit through which He can speak to us. And so God speaks to us through our inner man. Hallelujah. So, if you don't know, you, you have an inner man. Um, so, we are made of body, soul, and spirit. And one way by which God speaks directly to us is through our spirit, our inner man. Okay, so anytime you hear that inner man, just know that it's referring to the spirit man, the spirit of the man. Through which is like a, it's like a, a, a vessel, it's like the PVC pipe that allows water to, to get to your, to your, your tap. So, it's like the it's like the you understand what I'm saying. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying. Yeah, so it's like the vessel that hosts the communication from God to you. And I believe strongly that even in as much as there are different types of voices, it's the spirit man that gives you clarity on which voice is your God. Even though there may be other voices. Do you understand what I'm saying? It is it gives you clarity on which voice you are responding to, which voice you must listen to. And which voice you must ignore. So when we look at Romans chapter 8, verse 16, the Bible talks about the Spirit itself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. So as a result of the Spirit that is indwelling in us, we are able to decipher and know that we are children of God. We are the offsprings of the King. And we are ambassadors of the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. So our spirit makes us, it makes us know that we are the children of God. It's a conduit through which God himself speaks to us. And the Bible tells us here, Romans chapter 8, verse 16, that the Spirit himself, it bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. In Proverbs chapter 20, verse 27, the Bible says, the spirit of a man is a lamp of the Lord, searching all the inner depths of his heart. So our spirit, it gives us the enablement to receive from God. It means the spirit of the man is the lamp of the Lord. The lamp of the Lord. It's, it's what gives us light to be able to receive the things and instructions that God gives to us constantly. Hallelujah. So the question that I began to ask myself after this foundation was that what are the characteristics of the voice of God? How can I know that this one, that's, this, this counsel that I'm receiving is from God? Because of God. mind you, we, a lot of us have been receiving a lot of counsel and sometimes we get confused to know who is speaking to us. Sometimes if you are not careful, uh, other counsels will be leading us instead of the voice of God. So the first one that I want us to note is repetition. I, I wish that as a church, we would really like, agitate these uh, 
these messages that we receive because it helps us run very fast. Okay? One way by which we can know that God is speaking to us is through repetition. So, for example, if you constantly hear a particular thing being repeated in your heart, it's a sign that God might be speaking to you. I'll give you an example. This morning, for instance, I did not intend for us to go out. I always, for those that the leaders who are with me, I've been telling them and my wife that I think it's not time for us to go for evangelism. But this morning, when I entered into the office, my notes disappeared. My notes carried. My notes, the notes have come to lead. It vanished. And this morning, I was spent some time just making sure that what God is giving to me, I'm able to put it together. Joey, when I opened, when I went to the, the, the office, just spent some time in prayer and just go over what God has given to me to deliver to all of us. I saw that the notes were not there. And then, a year <laughs> So immediately, I started to, to Google how to retrieve. Uh, the, yeah, notes. It wasn't in the iPad. It's in the app. It's in the Olive Tree app. So I was finding out how to retrieve iPad, uh, uh, Olive Tree notes. But I knew that because when I was coming here, I could sense a burden in my heart. Because it was repetition. It was repeating in my heart that this thing, do it. You have to do this one. When you come today, when you pick the microphone, let all of us go and just do it. So I was wondering, how will we do it? If they are doing well, how will we do it? So I was not going to do it. But I kept hearing it in my inner mind, repetition. But it was repeated, constantly being repeated in my heart that God wanted us to do it. And we see the scripture in Galatians chapter 4 from verse 6. I want us to go there. Galatians chapter 4 from verse 6. The Bible says, and because you are sons, we already read the scripture earlier on that we are made, we, we know that we are sons as a result of as being witnesses of, of, of Jesus Christ. As bearing witness of Jesus Christ. So we know that and because you are sons, and because of us who, are, who find ourselves in Zion Impact Ministries, we are representative of the kingdom of God. So technically we are ambassadors. So we say, and because you are ambassadors of the kingdom of God, God has sent forth the spirit of his son into your hearts, crying. And when you look at the English translation of crying, it's, it's repetitive, it's like, it's a demonstration of an emotion where tears come from your, your eyes, that is continual. So, so most of you who have been crying plenty, you know, you see that at the end of it, 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 it you don't do hit and then it ends. <laughs> it keeps on coming and coming. Depending on what's happening to you. So we see we see that but the spirit of his son into the heart crying out, Abba Father, repetitive. And that's one way by which you can know that God is speaking to you. When he is constantly repeating a matter to you. So it can be you making the step, like you going to school. It can be you um, maybe speaking to somebody. And I remember Lebanon yesterday, she was having a conversation with myself in the secret in the office. And she was talking about how she felt the burden to just take a stroll in the road. And as she was taking the stroll, she kept asking her, why am I taking this stroll? Why am I? But she kept thinking this burden was, was being repeated in her heart. Go on this road. Go on this road. So as she was walking this road, she met a lady that she, she felt like telling that God loves you. Only God knows what the lady was going through. That she just needed that to be said. But she ignored it. And she missed the opportunity. But when she missed it, she, she passed by the lady. She felt like a burden 
if she had understood this sign that of a way by which God speaks to her, she might not have missed it. So I believe strongly that God wants us to learn that one way by which he speaks to us is when he begins to repeat on the issue. Repetitive. And we see in the scripture that when Jesus Christ, before Jesus Christ was say initiated. That's not the right word I want to use. But when Jesus Christ came on earth, there were constant announcements of his coming. So we saw it in scripture, in the book of Isaiah, we saw it in the book of Psalms, when David was recounted in, 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 in the songs that he wrote, in the book of Psalms, we saw that he was constantly, they were constantly mentioning the coming of Jesus Christ. So that's the reason why the, the Jews, when Jesus Christ came, they thought that he was going to do one thing. Because there was there were different types of messages that came to the church that there was Jesus Christ was coming, was coming. Hallelujah. And the same principle with John the Baptist. Before Jesus Christ eventually, before he met him, behold the Son of God who takes away the sins of the world. The Bible teaches that he was constantly announcing that Jesus Christ was coming. So repetition is one of the major ways by which we can decipher that God is speaking to us. Hallelujah. Amen. Secondly, through perceiving and knowing. Through perceiving and knowing. We see in the scripture in Acts 27 from verse 9. The Bible says that now when much time had been spent and sailing was now dangerous because the fast was already over, Paul advised them, saying, Men, I perceive that this voyage will end, this voyage will end with disaster and much loss, not only of the cargo and ship. Also of lives, and if you are a student of the Bible and you have read the scripture before, you know that notice that they did not listen to the perception, they didn't listen to what Paul perceived, so they entered into much trouble and much disaster, and they lost a lot of things. So, this is what happens to us when we don't clearly perceive the voice of God, we enter into destruction. I mentioned Acts 27, verse 9. Acts 27, verse 9. You see that he met the people who were in the... Actually, let's just read it to the end. Let's just read it to the end. And nevertheless, the centurion was, was more persuaded by the helmsman and the owner of the ship than by the things spoken by Paul. Because man, he just felt like, no, this thing, I'm not listening to him. And because the harbor was not suitable to wait up in, the majority advised to set sail from there also, if by any means they could reach Phoenix. Have of Crete, opening towards the southwest and northwest, and the winter bay. So you see in the scripture here that Paul had perceived that this was an instruction from God that they should not go on the voyage. But there was another one who felt like if we stay here, that if the conditions are not favorable because it's winter, and that's what happens most of the time. When God asks us to make a step, you see that there are other things that show you that the step that you are feeling really strongly that you are being asked to take is countering it. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying. So, for instance, let's say that you are supposed to go to school this year and it's time for you to go to school. You've made your application and the, the, the results came out and there's the scholarship and the fees came out and it was about $58,000. You will look at the evidence of that amount and decide that God didn't speak to me to go. Right? And these are the things that counters the voice of God and counters us obeying the voice of God. And we see very clearly in the scripture that centurion said that Charlie, where we are now, the winter is too cold. If we stay here, the winter will freeze us. And we might not be comfortable. 
So you let's go. If you continue reading the scripture, you will see that when they went, they lost a lot. And that's what happens to us when we don't hear the counsel of God. We end up losing a lot. And we, we, we are grateful for, for the mercy of God that restores. Uh, but we can avoid a lot of things that brings restoration. We can avoid it just by listening to the voice of God. So secondly, through perception, through perceiving, and then through knowing. Number three, through the peace of God. That's the characteristics of the voice of God, the one way by which we know the voice of God. Through the peace of God. And when I was deliberating on this particular um, topic, the particular characteristic that I just mentioned, I noticed that peace is like a form of an empire. According to Joel Austin, he said that his peace lets us know when we are safe and when we are out of bounds. Peace is right for all occasions. When we have peace in our hearts, we are able to discern the perfect will of God for our lives. Hallelujah. The peace of God is one way by which we can know that God is speaking to us concerning any issue. Hallelujah. I remember when um, I, I, I had an instruction to quit my job. It was very, very, a very, very difficult time. Because it was right after, it was a year after uh, I had gotten, uh, Rabbi and myself had gotten married. And I remember at that time I was in about thousand three, she was in about thousand something. Uh, and thousand one or thousand two. So for God to tell you to quit your job, that is dangerous. So that means that we are just going to be surviving on thousand one and God's provision. But there was a peace that I felt in my heart that this decision, even though that's not make sense, I must take it. And I believe strongly that it was as a result of hearing that instruction that God opened other doors for me in my life. You know? So the peace of God, it surpasses all understanding and it keeps your heart and your mind in the knowledge of God and the love of the Son. So the peace of God is one prompting by which you can know that God is speaking to you. So we have mentioned three and anyone as we are um, going, can you kindly be, be showing us um, the, the scripture? Yeah, the point. Very good. Awesome. My brother, welcome. 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 Nice. That's one way by which we can encounter and know the voice of God for ourselves. Hallelujah. The peace of God. We sense it in our inner man. Thirdly, through dreams. And actually, before we go through dreams, I don't want, I just wanted to give us a scripture on the peace of God. Philippians chapter 4 from verse 7. The Bible says that and the peace of God which surpasses all understanding will guard our hearts and our minds through Christ Jesus. Number four, another way by which we can know that God is speaking to us is through dreams. Through dreams. And I know for some of us, sometimes we dream and then we say, well, yeah, yeah, it's a dream. So, yeah, yeah, too much dream. But I've noticed that dreams, eh, it is one of the very important, crucial ways by which God speaks to us as a people. Because sometimes God wants your, you to be still because you can, we get very busy. Sometimes throughout the day, we don't hear what God is telling us or we don't hear what God wants to do in our lives or what God wants us to avoid. So one of the major ways by which God speaks to us is through dreams when we ask him in the quiet of the night. And I saw in scripture that in Matthew chapter 1 verse 18 to 20, this talks about the story of um, Joseph 
and how the angel of the Lord came to him and spoke to him through a dream because he was about to make a very drastic decision. So sometimes when we are about to make a very, very important decision, we must pay attention to all the avenues God can speak to us. Because the moment we gave our lives to Christ, it meant that the life that we set it was our, we have subjected it to the tutelage of God. We have, we have given it to that, that God should guide us. That's what it means to be saved. That's what it means for salvation. That the life that I'm living is no more mine, but I'm giving it back to God so that God will direct me. Because the Bible teaches us that God, he knows our end even before our beginning. Sometimes the place that we find ourselves in, we let ourselves there. Not that God led us there. And we see that the place that we lead ourselves, it brings us a lot of trouble, a lot of conflict, a lot of imbalance. You see that you are trying the thing, but the thing that they try because you are literally on your own. And I've come to understand that dreams is one of the major ways by which God points us on certain things that he wants us to avoid or certain things that he wants us to deal with or certain things that he wants us to be aware of. So for instance, you can have a dream that uh, you, you, maybe you're about to, you, you, you have decided that you want to quit your job. And maybe you have a dream that you, in, 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 like they, you're, you're, you're sitting in the car with your boss, maybe your two bosses or whatever your boss, and you're going to the far destination. What this dream means is that don't quit the job. It means that your, your destiny is aligned with the destiny of your boss. You, you know, so this is an example. So, in just in knowing the understanding of this dream, you will not make the step. You will not make the wrong decision. And you will not miss out on what God wants to do with you. Because I believe strongly that life preparation for everything is very important. You don't just get king king. The king king, that is rap, no. It does not just appear as king king. There is preparation that happens before you have a king king. So, uh, the, you know, all the corn, it's corn, it's processed. You do all those things before you eat one. Let's even do fufu. Before the fufu appears in your bowl with all the meats and fish and all those things, there's a lot of preparation that happens. That fufu doesn't appear. And I believe strongly that God takes us through certain things to prepare us for His will in our lives. So we must be very, 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 very intentional about the decisions that we make because God is the one who knows our end from our beginning. So this is one of the major ways by which God speaks to us. One of the ways the characteristics of His voice, of the voice of God, are by identifying the voice of God through dreams. And we see in Scripture, Matthew chapter one, from verse eighteen to twenty, He says that now after the birth of Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ was as follows. This one, let's go from eighteen, from nineteen. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man and not wanting to make her a public example, was minded to put her away secretly. He wanted to just put her away because he had seen that Mary was pregnant by the Holy Spirit. But while he thought about these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take to you Mary, your wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. So just by this dream, David knew that I must not make this. Um, Joseph knew that he must not make the decision. When we look at um, Matthew chapter two, from verse thirteen to fourteen, it also gives us another story of how Joseph was able to avoid making a terrible mistake or avoid the plot of the enemy just by the dream that he had, and he made it. He made a decision afterward. 
Let's read. He said, Now when they had departed, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream, saying, Arise, take the young child and his mother, flee to Egypt, and stay there until I bring you word from Herod. And bring you word. For Herod will seek the young child to destroy him. So assuming he had not received this dream, he assuming he had not heard this voice, he would have been there and Jesus Christ would have been, been uh, killed. Because that was, that was the instruction. He said, if you don't leave there, they will, they will, Herod is coming. He's coming to kill them, the children. So dreams is one of the major ways by which God speaks to us. So I want us from today not to, to not just let's not say the way that you're dreaming and to our training and throw it away. But we pay attention to the dreams that we have. So when you wake up and you don't even remember your dreams, be intentional about, about drawing closer to God so that you hear clearly. But sometimes it's, a, it's about connection. It's about signal. The reason why when you go to the first floor, you will not be able to, to receive the signal or the Wi-Fi of this floor, of Dunamis Mount, is because of distance, because of proximity. And that's what happens to us a lot of times. We are able to hear the voice of God because sometimes we are too far. We are too far. So when God is speaking, we can't hear. So sometimes it's like, hey, Father, this one, like, you didn't tell me that this was going to happen. The thing is that you are too far. You are too far. And that's why in the scripture, I believe in James chapter 5, verse 17 or 18, if I'm not mistaken, the Bible says, draw near to me and I will draw near to you. Proximity is one of the major ways by which we can make sure that we are constantly hearing the voice of God. Another way by which we can hear the voice of God is through His word that we see in Psalm 119, verse 105, where the Bible says that your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. As a result of the word of God, which we are daily learning, daily reading, daily trying to understand, it gives us perspective as to what God wants to do. So the word of God is one of the major ways by which God speaks to us. And that's, that's the reason why we need to be intentional about our daily reading of the scripture. Daily reading of the scripture. Now for me, I try as much as I can to make sure that there is not a day that passes without me reading the scripture. That's one way by which you can grow your spirit man. So that when God speaks to you, your reception will be clear. You'll be able to pick it. I've noticed that the days that I ignore my place of prayer or my place of reading the Bible, those are the days that I struggle a lot. It feels like everything is not like it's all over the place. But the days that I am intentional to make sure that I'm heard from God for today, I say that I have perspective for the day. Hallelujah. I believe strongly that just as the, uh, the mercies of God are new every morning, the word that God wants to give to us is new every morning. And we must receive the freshness of the word every single day. That's the reason why this same scripture has been uh, put together. The, the, the canonization of the scriptures uh, by the Catholic Church was done many, many years ago. Same scripture. But constantly we are receiving different meaning to the scripture that we read. Right? Like the same scripture, but every day there's something new that you hear about it. So the, the word of God expresses, it, it gives us perspective. It's the very voice of God that leads us so that we will not enter into error. So discernment is too crucial. Discernment for the place of hearing from God in the kingdom is too important for our work with God. Too important and it's something that we must not ignore. The hearing of the voice of God. The hearing of the voice of God. Too, 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 too important. 
the last um, part of scripture that I want us to look at before we enter to a time of prayer and then we close is how can we clearly hear the voice of God and eliminate all other voices? So when we look at Hebrews chapter 5 from verse 14, the Bible says that solid food belongs to those who are of full age. That is, those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern between good and evil. And that's what we were looking at the scripture earlier on. My brother, welcome. As we are looking at the scripture earlier on, we learned that Charles Spurgeon, he was said that the difference between how you being able to discern what looks like right and what looks like almost right. But this scripture here is telling us in, in Hebrews chapter 5 from verse 14, B, is that for reason of you have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. So there is an exercising of your senses to be able to decipher which counsel coming to you is good and which counsel coming to you is evil. I hope you are learning something this this morning. I believe strongly that God wants us to understand these principles so that we would constantly be guided by him in the kingdom. So that we will avoid an extreme mistake. When we understand these principles, we will know who to marry. We will know who not to marry. We will know who to avoid. We will know who not to avoid. We will know when to speak, when not to speak. Because your senses have been exercised and you were able to be saying that this thing, I must not say this at this time. Or I must say this at this time. I must not ignore this, this, this counsel. Or I must ignore this counsel. When we understand these principles in the kingdom, we will avoid a lot of mistakes. And this, I believe strong that God wants us to pay attention to this. So assuming this morning I decided that, oh, this voice, I mean, I will not listen to it. But because I knew some of the signs, the signals by which God speaks to us, I was able to respond. And whatever God wanted to do, we have done it. Hallelujah. And it will bring him glory. So, one, we are going to highlight how we can clearly hear the voice of God and eliminate all other voices. Number one, by keeping your heart pure and avoiding offenses. By keeping your heart pure and by avoiding offenses. As I mentioned earlier on, I said that our spirit man, our inner man is a conduit through which God speaks to us. So, if the the vessel is contaminated, you will not be able to receive the thing clearly. It's like having, uh, I, I don't know if you guys have, have opened your tap and you have seen brown water come out of it before. So the question is, what? why is brown water coming to me? Could it be that the source, the, the, the PVC pipes, maybe there's sound has entered it or maybe there's a crack in it. So, so because the vessel is contaminated, you are not able to receive the fresh water. It's the same principle. Because your heart might be contaminated, you may not be able to hear from God clearly. So when I talk about offense, forgiveness, and someone, someone is here, there's like you find it very difficult to forgive. And I believe strong that God wants us to recognize this principle in the kingdom. That one way by which He can speak to us clearly is by making sure that His heart is pure, making sure that your heart does not keep offenses. And I've been trying my best to make sure that no matter what anyone does to me, I try my best to make sure that I don't keep it in my heart. One way by which I've realized that that helps me to let my faces go quickly is by praying upon my heart. Father, this thing I'm feeling in my heart, I don't like it. Take it away from my heart. By engaging the help of the Holy Spirit. And because of that, it helps me quickly let things go. No matter what, they, what anyone does to me. And I believe it's a principle that we can learn. That you pray that, Father, 
this thing that the person has done to me, Father, take it from my heart. I want you to keep my heart beautiful. Well, the scripture teaches us that, that our bodies are the vessel of God. I believe it's John chapter 6. Our bodies are the temples of the Lord. So, if our bodies are the temple of the Lord, we cannot share offense with, the, with, with, with God. Right? Offense, um, unforgiveness, bitterness, we can't share it with God. So, the purity of our hearts is a major way by which we can make sure that we are clearly hearing the voice of God. Matthew chapter 5 from verse 8. It says, Blessed are the pure in the heart, for they shall see God. They shall see God at work in their lives. They shall see God when He's directing them. They shall see God when He's when He's pointing them to avoid this mistake. The purity of your heart. Proverbs chapter 4, from verse 23. The Bible says that keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it spring the issues of life. Keep your heart with all diligence. So, one way by which we can clearly hear the voice of God. Is by keeping a heart pure for him. Secondly, by keeping your eyes sensitized. Be very particular about what you about what you see, about what you watch. I believe it's in Luke chapter 11, verse 34. The Bible says that for your eyes, the gateway to your soul, the eye is a representation. Whatever your eye feeds is what your body becomes. That's the reason why if you watch a lot of pornography, you see that you live that life. Because your eye is constantly being fed. By these things, your sense in the gates of the one day we have the privilege, and we would, we would go into the gates of the, of the body. But I believe that one way by which we can make sure that we are constantly hearing the voice of God is by watching what our eyes see, what we watch, the movies that we watch, and they come, they can just pay, pay very like attention to the things that our eyes see, keeping your eyes sensitized. Be particular about what you see and about what you watch. One way by which we can also clearly hear the voice of God and eliminate other voices is by praying in tongues, by speaking in the language of the Spirit. And I've come to understand, I've read this from um, a book that Bishop Dad read earlier on, and he was talking about how we can make sure that we are constantly discerning. It's just to speak in tongues. So he was encouraging the people that uh, were around the people who read his book that in, 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 to just in one in an hour just sit down and speak in tongues and it gives him like clarity in different decisions that he needs to make so that's one way by which you can sensitize your voice you sensitize your hearing of the voice of God by speaking in tongues number four from the place of knowledge Daniel chapter 11 from verse 32 the Bible says that those who do wickedly against the covenant he shall corrupt with flattery but the people who know their God, they shall be strong and they shall do experience. The fifth point, by making time in prayer and waiting on God, and then you are able to clearly hear what God wants to do at each point in time. So when we look at the scripture in Exodus chapter 3, the Bible teaches us that Moses went to a solitary place away from distraction. And there he spent time with God and he was able to receive the blueprint of his life. So for most of us who are seated here, who are, who are unsure what our purpose is, I encourage you to make time for the place of prayer or make time for the place. When I say waiting, it's going to, like, moving away from your, 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 your natural uh, environment and going to a place of prayer and just trying to receive from God. These principles will guide us make sure that we don't enter into hell and so that we would constantly grow in the sentence. 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Have we learned something? Have we learned something this morning? Yeah. When I was spending some time with the Lord, He said, principle that I, I, I mean, I'm trying my best to make sure that I too are abiding by because we'll all be held accountable for the things that we hear. We'll all be held accountable for what God has given to us. But the things that God has given to us, we cannot do it devoid of Him. Right? We can't do it devoid of Him. At the beginning of this week, I noticed that when the enemy wants to, if the enemy wants to attack you, there are two ways by which he does it. He does it first of all by standing and opposing you, or by standing behind you and pushing you. These are two ways by which the enemy, will, if he wants to affect you, he will either oppose you or he will go behind you and push you. And I've noticed that one thing that fights us as believers is that the enemy fights our time. He does everything he can do to make sure we are busy so that we will not spend time with prayer. So you can be busy throughout the day, you can be working out. The time that you sit down, you want to pray, that's when you see it. <laughs> because I've noticed that's one thing that the enemy does, Lori. He will stand behind you and then he will push you, he will keep you busy so that you would not make time for intimacy, you will not make time for God. So that's one way by which he fights your connectivity is by making you unnecessarily busy. But sometimes you don't even know what you've done, Charlie. You, you just be roaming. Ah. But when you want to sit down and pray, when you sit down small, no, then or by the time you by the time you fall asleep, you wake up and the prayer, instead of you praying the prayer, the prayer has been praying you. And you have slept and you're unable to pray. Then you wake up every day, then your day starts again. But I've noticed that the key to our success. Is in a place of connectivity. Being connected to God. Being able to hear his voice. Being able to hear his promptings. And by God's mercy, it's a principle that I've been learning, even for employment, when I'm doing recruitments for the work that we do. If we've not heard from God, we don't pick, we don't pick based on you know, what, you, what you have come to say. But we trust that kind of every decision that we make, we go back to God to, to receive clarity. And we are guided by it. So I don't know what decision that you, you, you are at the brink of making. But God wants you to be intentional about hearing his voice. And about paying attention to the signals so that you don't enter into, into trouble. Can we be understanding this? I want this prayer short prayer and I want us to cry out to God, Father help me hear your voice clearly, help me understand these principles and help me abide by them, help me know when you are speaking to me so that I can clearly discern what you want to do at the point in time so that I can truly represent the kingdom so that I can truly represent the kingdom. The kingdom. At every point in time, I'll be able to discern the audible voice of God. So that I will know what God wants me to do at each point in time. Because trust me, ambassadors of the kingdom of God, your life is dependent on you hearing the voice of God. Your life is dependent to you hearing the voice of God. That's why when we read John chapter 10, the Bible says that. For my sheep, they, they, they know my voice and they hear me. And the voice of another they would not respond to. 
The knowing of God's voice is too important. It's too important. Believe it. It is too important. It is too important. Your life is dependent on the voice of God. Too much. Ambassadors of the kingdom of God. You hearing the voice of God is, is too important in every decision that you make. If we are able to glean, able to, to like to really learn how to hear God's voice, just by this little thing that there's a lot, a lot we can learn about. But this, this I believe strongly that's what God wants us to learn today. And, and in your in your secret place, you can you can learn more five ways. But we grow on on this topic so that your ears can be sensitive to the voice of God. Fasting and prayer is one of the ways by which you can hear from God. So deliberately and intentionally have times of fasting that I do. Which I don't wait for corporate fast. Because trust, whether you like it or not, you are more spirit than body. This body is just a container. It just exhibits what your spirit is. Right? The body just, it just demonstrates what your spirit is. So if your spirit man likes the things of the world more than the things of the spirit, it shows you that there is more of your flesh that needs to die so that your spirit man can take over. So, the hearing of God, the voice of God is too important in every decision that we make because life is made with life is structured in decision making. Where to go, where to eat, what to eat, what you know, all of those things, what to listen to, they are it's all structured in a place of decision. And if we are not constantly being led by the voice of God, we will enter into error always. The voice of God is the, it's like the pinnacle, it's like the, the foundation of our relationship. And our survival in the kingdom. Fellow believers in this vineyard, I want us to preach for the Father, sensitize my ears, and help me build my senses so I will be able to decipher what is good from evil and what you want me to do from what you don't want me to do. Let's pray. If you can't speak in the language of the Spirit, just say, Father, I need you to help me. I need you to help me. I need you to help me decipher and discern your voice. I need you to help me decipher and to discern your voice. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Roba Baba Shabra de Kabala la Brana de Kapada. Liba do Pleri de Kapia If you can't speak in the language of the Spirit, say, Father, help me, help me to always want to hear your voice and always want to be led by you. Father, I need your help. I need your help. Sensitize my ears to hear your voice. Sensitize my ears to hear your voice. So I will always make the right decisions. Yes, we get our voice clearly. Cause our yes, we get our voice clearly.
trouble. So I will not enter into trouble, Spirit of God. I pray that the Lord Jesus sensitize my ears, cause my ears to hear your voice clearly. In the name of Jesus, Lord, I don't want to make mistakes. I don't want to make unnecessary mistakes. So, Father, I pray, I pray, I'm crying out to you, that Lord, you will help me. Lord, you will help me, help me make the right decisions. Help me make the right steps. Help me make the right steps. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. But primarily, I pray that you will help me build. Build, 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 build. build. Descendant. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Our last prayer to bring, I want us to pray that God will increase in us a desire. away from God, the further we are away from him leading us. And we actually walk in the perfection of his will concerning our lives. Hallelujah. It's too important. But our connectivity, because for some of us who are here, our sensitivity is, is dull. At that point, we, we, we struggle to pray. We struggle to read the Bible. But I believe strongly about the, by the power of the Holy Spirit that is great that has been made available to this morning service for us for us to receive a desire, like, like, like an inkling to want to spend more time in His presence, to want to be able to, to grasp what God wants us to do at each point in time. So I want us to pray that, Father, increase my desire for you. Increase my desire. Increase my love for you. Increase my love for you. I want that to be our prayer. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we pray in the name of Jesus, God, Father, increase our desire. Increase our desire for you. 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 In the name of Jesus. Increase our desire for you. Increase our desire for you. Increase our desire for you. In the name of Jesus. Spread the living God, increase our desire for you. Lord, as we pray this prayer, we pray in the name of Jesus that you shall touch our hearts. Increase our desire for you in the name of Jesus. Father, increase our desire for more of you. Jesus, my 
For listening. If you were blessed by this message, share it with someone so they can be blessed too. We look forward to fellowshipping with you next time at Zion Impact Ministry.